I'm really getting back up right now. Probably in a little bit. You're a lame ass. You're a lame ass. Ooh, yeah! Killer Pod from Outer Space presents War Games. Well, hello, party people. Welcome back, Killer Pod Matter Space. As always, here we never named the studio. We mm. never named this space. The basement studio. Yeah, we're in the basement. Uh, it's me, Jeff. With me, as always, my man Vinny. What's up, dude? What's up, Burr Beans? Not much. Not much. Welcome, everybody. I'm excited for this one. Yeah, it's a big one. Um, this is gonna be highly entertaining. <laughs> it's a it's a Big Daddy Graham, if you will. Oh, been peace. Peace. Yeah. Um. Yeah, this is going to be wild. Uh, this is a wild franchise. It's going to be a wild list. Mm-hmm. To say the least, it's a wild franchise. Mm-hmm. Jiminy. Jiminy. But before that, what have you had going on? Not a lot, man. Just been crushing Hellraiser movies. Because yeah. I never watched any of them after 2. I decided really? a long time ago that there was no reason to see any Hellraiser movie after 2. That's a strange decision. Yeah, I don't know why. Just because I think they all had a... Reputation that preceded them. Well, yeah, but um, the late '90s, early 2000s ones, I would catch it. Some various sleepovers growing up. Okay, they're probably on Sci-Fi a lot. I would imagine, like those straight-to-video ones. Yeah, I don't remember them ever being on TV. But yeah, it's kind of like a forgotten about franchise. We'll, we'll get yeah. it. Yeah, I. Uh, but I've really just been watching those and. Um, hanging out, just got back from the mountains, took yeah. a little uh, trip, and um, did you uh, skinny dip in a river or anything? No, no, there was snow on the ground. It was, it was actually it was yesterday. Was, yesterday was pretty nice. It was in the forties. The sun was blazing. Made a stop at State College. Got to see what all the uh, new fashion is. Mm. Don't don't like what I'm seeing. I'll tell you. Nah, what. nah, probably not. No, mom jeans and baggy leather pants or pleather pants and baggy leather pants. It's Why? weird. I don't know. I don't like it. I don't. Were you like hitting the bars? Oh yeah. Hmm. I mean, I wasn't. I mean, I was at the bars. Did you? Uh, was not yeah, good on you. You're keeping up with this. Yeah, man. Coca Colas and Pepsi's and water. It's great. Marijuana. Oh, plenty of that. Yeah. Um. Did um Did you guys go to that? Uh, what's that brewing company? I don't know. On the lake, Lake uh, Wallapanek. No, no, we were we we're in there. We we're in Central PA. No, I don't know. That's up right. north. Um, all right. Well, speaking of beers, I have one this evening, and I, uh, you know, I'm a bad friend, and I didn't get Jeff any kind of fancy soda or root beer for this evening. Yeah, whatever. It's all good. But um, I'm going to be having a Sloop Brewing Company, great brewery out of where are they out of Seth? You can speak. You can say I don't know. You don't have to. Uh, New York, it. New York, New York. Sorry, I'm going to yell so, at you. A Sloop's lot good stuff. This is uh, this is their Juicify. New England IPA with Simcoe and Mosaic. Uh, and what sold me on this was it was canned less than a week ago. Oh, okay. Oh. Can't beat that. Let's see what this is all about. It's a bright orange can. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And it's got those orange juicy flavors going on without yeah. any added orange juice. The hops doing their magic. Excellent. Giving you all that citrus and 
<clears throat> excuse me, orange flavor, quite smooth. Good stuff. Stamp of approval. Nice. What have you been doing? I'm sure this was a uh, whole task for you. Crushing Hellraiser. Um, there was certainly a lot of sequels that I didn't see, and the ones from from my childhood I haven't seen since. And um, it was interesting. Okay. Finished up Yellow Jackets. Quite, quite good. Finished strong. Wouldn't you say there? Was that it? Producer? Just a one and done kind of deal? Nah, no. season two. No, okay. Two. Left on a cliffhanger. Um, producer, thought it was a strong show? Yeah, I'm really excited for season two. What did you like about it? Tell the world. Let them know. Yeah. Okay. You're not good well, at this. Nobody yeah. is good at this for some reason. <laughs> I don't think I mean, I'm going to do a real quick podcasting 101. It's not live. Yeah. I can edit out anything you say that you and, don't want out there. And you just speak like we were just having dinner and having a conversation. Everyone's like, I don't know what to say. I'm going to sound stupid. I'm nervous. Yeah. Like, why? We're just sitting here having a conversation. Um, yeah, what have you... So, just, just Hellraiser? We watched... Uh, now, I'm going to mess up the... I heard it pronounced a different way. I thought it was called Titan, but I think it's like Titan? 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 It's like French. T-I-T-A-N? Wait, do you speak French, producer? What is it? Titan? 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 Anyway. Titanic? It's, um, I don't know what you call it. It's definitely, I mean, it's certainly genre. Not, I thought it was going to be more horror, which it wasn't. It's got some fantasy sci-fi elements. Yeah, I'd say more sci-fi. Very, very Cronenberg-like. Okay. Very, very uh, Cronenberg. Uh, have you seen The Crash? No. Very inspired by that, but this girl gets in a car accident as a young child, gets a steel plate put in her head, and then she has all this confusion and fascination and almost like lust for... Metal. Heavy metal? No. <laughs> the touch and feel okay. of metal. And then it goes into... It's a whole thing. It, it was very interesting. It was weird. But right. well done. And like visually striking. I, uh, I recommend it. If you're, if you're into something weird, yeah, check it out. I bought another Blu-ray. <laughs> Just adding... What'd you get? Did I tell you I got Intruder? The old Sam Raimi? Oh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, picked that up for a nice price. Uh... And now it's just on the stack. Well, I've even getting through, like, not going out. Dude, and I haven't. Drinking. I've just been watching. What have you been doing? I've been watching Hellraiser, Married with Children. Can you stop with the Married Iron with Children? Iron Chef. Um, Mystery not Science even, Theater. Not even Iron Chef America, like a good American? No, the Japanese one's way better. Not so good. Um, but but you I gotta start get to. watching these goddamn movies. I'm gonna, because what's happening now is it's Black History Month, right? Shout out to all our uh, black listeners if we have any but what i do at black history now, month is i go through all my dolomite movies the last dragon i understand uh, that uh, sugar hill they call her candy i forget with with um mm -hmm. um wow pam greer i'm, yeah, I'm yeah. having a hot mess um some young sid haig in that by the way <laughs> Um, but I yeah, I, I do. To... So it's like even more stuff that I'm just gonna throw on. Well, my I'm gonna plate. throw more stuff at you. Oh, well, actually, I mean, other than some refreshers, we shouldn't have to do much watching for this. But Pete 
presented a good idea in honor of Black History Month. War Games cage match, Denzel versus Morgan Freeman. I'm into that. Right? Yeah. That was, that's going to be cutthroat. Yeah. I don't even know like, what number do we put on that. We'll get into it. What if we make it a, th- a three-way dance? Samuel L. Jackson in there. Oh. <laughs> like uh, well, we... well, Pete wants in. Yeah. I'm into that. Okay. The th- oh, yeah. So, okay. cool. more to come this. on that, people. All right. <laughs> I love throwing that, throwing that, putting you on the spot with these. Yeah, that's a good one. Ideas. Even if it's not the three-way dance, it's uh, still good. The three-way dance makes, I mean, we're going to have to do a big number, though. Oh, yeah. Possibly 15 again. <laughs> Possibly another four-and-a-half-hour episode. Um. Anyway, what were we talking about before that? Okay. Oh, what you've been doing. Yeah. Well, what, what have you been doing? Well, no. I think we were past that. Yeah. <laughs> Nick Fair moved from past that. Haven't had any. Oh, Blu-rays, Blu-rays. Yeah. So I went on and did some uh, pre-ordering from Screen Factory. I pre-ordered. Did you get Alligator? Alligator 1 and 2. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking I'm going to regret 2. Yeah, probably. Um, and then I also got, uh, they just threw it up. Uh, I think it's their latest their latest release or pre-order from Screen Factory, uh, Cursed, West Craven. Yeah, I don't know. Everyone's really excited about that. I mean, maybe they're going to have all the stuff that we didn't see. Because that's kind of the well, gist, right? The movie got chopped to hell. They did have to put a disclaimer on the website saying it's not the true West Caver- West Craven cut where they had different actors right. in the roles, and like they put it in like italics, like we tried. Oh, but okay. It, it's still it's still a, there's a director's was, cut, but it's a previously released director's cut. Okay, I was gonna say like even if they just had deleted scenes with the old actors or something. But yeah, they didn't mention that. Maybe they, they tried. Yeah, yeah, I bet you the studio is very just like F off. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I love doing pre-orders. But then, and that, that one doesn't come out until uh, I think May. So I'll completely forget about it. And then mm. I'll show up in the mail. And That's like, cool. Woo! Yeah. Mail day. Actually, Speaking I think... of mail day. Got my medical marijuana card today. Oh, we'll join the club. <laughs> very excited about it. Producer, you get one? <laughs> She's just going to piggyback off of mine. She's hey, stoked. I'm telling you, it she works. She made a shopping list. It works well. Um, Tinctures. You made me. Oh, uh, <laughs> does Shout Factory do like a Valentine's sale? I feel like one year I bought like a stack of crap around this time for some reason. Um, if they do, they haven't put, they haven't started it yet. Uh, Maybe they do like a last minute, like Maybe. weekend of or I something. I just remember it was cold and snowy and I was like oh Shout Factory has a sale and I ended up picking up like five movies or four movies or something I was browsing Arrow Video too there's a couple things I still might pre-order but everything I always want from them is one of their British releases Hmm. they release a lot of cool stuff that's that's, uh, UK only yeah and then I can't remember if my Blu-ray player is region free do you remember I have no clue I feel, I feel like was, you would have went out of your way to get a region-free one. I feel like it was, that was the selling point. Producer, is it region-free? I don't know, but I feel like that's you something look, that you're... You should look into that. Because then we can just get more Blu-rays. Oh, I love it. I love just look. I gotta get another bookshelf. I like just looking at it. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking about boxing up my DVDs. But we'll see. That would cut into my... Well, it's not... Speaking of that, I need to upgrade. I was almost a little embarrassed making the Hellraiser post. I have, like, the DVD... For Hellraiser and Helldown, I gotta upgrade those. Yeah, um, but no. So you got like massive bookshelves. I got the little like halfers. Are you running I, out of space? I I'm almost out of space on the blue. I have one that's just for Blu-rays, right? And I'm running out of space on that one. But the two Can DVD you fit one of these big boys in your, your I could fit it in. Getting it in would be a pain in the ass. Well, you build it you in. Build getting it in. Oh, okay. um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, my DVD collection is just stacked. 
I mean, you've seen it. It's just literally like stacks and rows. I like the way it looks, though. Yeah, so do I. It's nice to have. It just sucks because there's not a lot of time to revisit stuff. I mean, there probably is, and I'm just over-exaggerating. But, like, damn, I, there was a point in my life where I just had a loose-leaf piece of paper and a pen sitting on the shelf. And I was like, watch it, write it down. Watch it, write it down. And I was trying to get through all... I think I had like I counted it was like four hundred DVDs. I used to. I had stuff. I still have stuff in plastic on. There. I used to consume like day watches, up all night watches, and then you get to this point in your life where you meet a girl, move <laughs> in with them, then eventually buy a house, and your time goes to shit for watching oh, movies. I'll never know anything about it, but one of my favorite things to do, and I think it's um. It's me chasing a childhood thing was like up all night or like not even up all night, but like three movies from six to two in the morning. Mm -hmm. And you don't get to do that anymore. And it like makes me it almost makes me sad that I can't do it. That was like such my happy place Mm -hmm. in high school. Um, And then meeting like friends and people like uh, Brother Pete in college and doing it with somebody because I was. Right. It was always just like a me thing. Yeah. Like waiting for my parents to go to bed for no particular reason other than I wanted to get high before I watched the movies. Or, yeah, just to be left alone. Then I'd be left alone. That sense of independence. Yeah. And then just crushing double features every yeah. night. Yeah, it sucks. Like work, adulting. Mm-hmm. It's lame. Mm-hmm. All right, well, let's bring it up a notch. This is a downer. That's not a downer. It's, you know. Well, it's getting, it's getting me thinking about firing out producer. So I have oh. time to watch stuff again. Well, can I move in? Oh. All right, I'm, I'm moving in. in. You can go live in my apartment, and I will come move here. Like a wife swap, if you will. Yeah. But then I'm alone. Okay, well, there's just an apartment complex. Make a friend. <laughs> <laughs> the neighbor's nice. Or you could take over having a baby on the way. What? There you go. Never mind. My old lady neighbor's really nice. You guys would probably get along. Oh, All right. All right, enough of this wife swap. We'll figure that out on our own time. Um, so Music pick? Yep, that's where I was going. This one, you could argue with me about this one, but to me, their music was always like the soundtrack to hell. And you can argue like Slayer, or there's even like harder shit out there. But for me, Sepultura, Brazilian death metal, it's just super aggressive, super different um just instrumental and um you know lyrically it's uh not lyrically vocally his vocal style it's not quite a growl but not quite singing it's i don't know but their their music it just hits hard a lot of blast beats and just it's it's tough Mm -hmm. and i always felt like man like this is like if this if Sepultura was in a fist fight <laughs> with another band, you know what I mean? Like, it'd be like a death match of bands. Like, Sepultura is kicking everybody's ass. Just yeah. the way they sound. It's... Um, yeah, it's like that menacing sound. They yeah. have a huge catalog. Uh, I've been listening to them forever. The only thing I like that I didn't like about them, and I, I don't think I'm, I'm like uh, misremembering this, but they've had a like epic amount of lineup changes oh absolutely max cavallara the guy that founded the band isn't even in it anymore yeah he does his own thing and sepultura still tours yeah they uh a lot of lineup changes uh so it's hard so it's hard to pinpoint which lineup you liked and because they have so many albums yeah i mean all you gotta do really 
is go to Spotify and hit shuffle. And hit shuffle gonna, gonna play or all their, the bangers. Um, I don't know if you've ever listened to their like Spotify station. Mm-hmm. It was a really good mix. No, I have a Roadrunner did this cool thing back in the early 2000s where they did like Roadrunner Essential and they just re-released a bunch of like um I guess it's not re-releases, but they took a collection of like the best King Diamond songs and put it on a record and the best Sepultura songs put it on. And that that was really cool because like for me in the early 2000s, like discovering that old metal, that's how I did it. Like I was like, oh shit, like King Diamond. Like I've always heard of King Diamond. Let me listen to King Diamond. And you know, 2003, now I'm like, I love King Diamond. Uh, Same with Sepultura. That's kind of how I got into them. Even though I had no, like I said, a lot of, you always saw someone had a Sepultura cassette or a t-shirt mm-hmm. or something. Yep. Yeah. I dig it. Um, let me just run a few things by you. Sure. Not, not so much news, but uh, things I want to watch oh. in the future. So, you know how I get a big kick out of end-of-the-world movies. Mm-hmm. The more ridiculous and far-fetched, the better. Do you know about uh, Moonfall coming out? Someone told me about this. I want to see this drawn in theater. It's the moon is falling, but played seriously. Oh, yeah. It looks like it's played quite seriously. Like, uh, yeah, they have this tomorrow serious. Oh, jeez. So somehow the moon gets knocked off its lunar course and is hurtling toward Earth. And everyone's freaking the fuck out. And I'm into it. Is that a real possibility? I don't see why not. I mean, but I don't know what would knock it off its course. Because nobody says, like, oh, the sun's going to come barreling towards Earth. No, we're all afraid it's just going to eventually go out. Yeah, the sun's not moving. Yeah. We're going around the sun. Yeah. And we're going... And the, Wait, what's so the So we moon? could go barreling towards the sun. What's the moon do? Goes around... Orbits around us. Oh, well, space freaks me out. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, but it um, freaks me out. So I, I want to see that in theaters. That's just going to be a hoot and holler in good time. <laughs> Have you heard about the Virginia bitches? No. Uh, what? Is Where did you hear about? Where did you hear about this one? Virginia um, bitches. Uh, actually, three people in the last twenty-four hours. Damn, this sounds like a trauma movie. Um, it could end up being that way. Uh, Pete was the first one to reach out. So the story is. Female death metal band, mm-hmm. either on tour or going to a gig, they happen to be vampires, stumble across a small town that's run by cannibals. Oh, all right. And I guess all hell breaks loose. Well, I like the sound now, of it. The selling point is the cast, the, the producers, the makers, is a whole huge hodgepodge of actual heavy metal and death metal people. Excellent. So it's starring, well, then. Then also Bill Moodley's third in. Oh, of course. <laughs> um, it's starring Randy Blythe, uh, the singer of Arch Enemy. Um, Alyssa White Gluz? Uh, Alyssa like, White, yeah, Gluz. Gluz, um, Gluz, I don't know say. The, uh, One of the guys from Mayline, the Sons of Disaster. Um, I mean, like, there's a whole bunch of cameos and stuff. So, I'm digging that. It's in pre-production. I think they have some scenes filmed because they're trying to get over the final hurdle and they're trying to raise money on uh, uh, not GoFundMe. What's the other one? Indiegogo. One of those. Is Danzig um, going to show up? 
No mention of Danzig. I now, hope he does. it it kind of put it on the map as far as media, but in like a negative way. Uh, I guess there was a rumor that Corey Taylor was going to be involved, and he like came out and like very publicly and said, "I'm not involved in this," and that's how it kind of got talked about a little bit. Yeah, oh. weird. Um, yeah, so I dig that. Hmm. Did you see the? Chainsaw Massacre trailer? I'm avoiding it, but I want to go no, in okay. completely fresh. I can't talk Does it about it. Does it look dope, though? Uh, we're not going to talk about it. All right. Well, you're not feeling it? We're not going to talk about it. You don't want to talk about it? We're not going to talk no, about it. No, I didn't it. say I want to talk about it. I just don't want to watch the trailer. It looks like it's going to be what I didn't want it to be, and it's going to end up with some social commentary nonsense going on. In what way? You got to see the trailer. Mm. But... It looks gory, and it looks like it's going to be violent, like it should be as a Chainsaw Massacre movie, but it also looks like they're bringing Leatherface into the modern world, and cell phone cameras, and that kind of shit or a thing. I don't know if I like that. Yeah, we'll see. But, I mean, that could just be I one small thing. a lot of faith thing, in the team that's making it, and I'm still quite excited to that, watch it. That could have been an anti-commentary. They could have put that in the trailer, like, don't expect... Social commentary. Yeah. You'd have to see what I'm talking about to understand, but it's cringeworthy. I'll put it that way. Yeah. I think it's the studio? No, I think it's... Netflix? It's played for a laugh, and uh, it's just like, ugh. But it could be uh, one of those things where you keep saying, like, oh, they're going for them younger audiences, and I'm like... Uh, all right, well, I'm going to keep my excitement and expectations high. Yeah, I mean, you should, because I feel like it could still be fine. It's just that, that one part particularly, like, it's like, oh, my God. Speaking of Chainsaw, did you hear about the Gunnar Hansen movie they're making? Yeah, we talked about that before. Oh, we did? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, not much. I mean, more came out recently. Yeah, really yeah. But, I mean, obviously, with the hype and then success that the, the Netflix book, the book. one's going to have. No, I'm saying the Netflix one's going to be successful. It's on Netflix. Like, people are just going to watch it because it's there they're going to rush this thing along as opposed to like let it sit around for a couple of years. The golden thing for Netflix now is how long it stays at, at the number one spot and like most viewed spot for, for uh, Netflix. You didn't get me in there. It was just for Sean. Well, something sexy for him. Oh, okay. A little personalized. Yeah, if you're a Killer Pod listener, feel free to DM me and I will send you pictures <laughs> during our recordings. Um, all right, last thing I have to propose to you is our next Watch This or Die. I got a dog at my feet. Dog at my feet. All right. This place is a zoo. I gotta, I gotta do something about this. <laughs> well, it's, it's only a cat and a dog. <laughs> and then the half-dead dog upstairs, the Cenobite. Um, Alright, I got a pitch for you for Watch This or Die. Okay. It's available on Netflix. Readily available. Have you heard about the Spanish-made movie The Bar? 2017. No. So, the premise is there's a uh, cafe in Madrid. It's quite busy. You have a whole different group of characters. You have a screenplay writer, a doctor. Did you see it? No. Okay. That's why I wanted to... Well, I was going to say, I'm not doing it if you've seen it. Um, you know, a whole diverse group of characters in this cafe. 
One goes to leave. Boom. As soon as he walks out the door. Sniper shot to the head. Hmm. Dead. Another person runs out to help that person. Sniper shot to the head. Okay. So there's panic. They're trying to figure out what to do. They, they quickly, stay in the bar. They quickly realize if they leave the bar, they're going to get shot in the head promptly. And then the whole thing is like figuring out who's doing this, why they're doing this to us. And it's 2017, so they have phones, they're trying to check the news, blah, blah, blah. Now, from what I understand, the, the first two-thirds of the movie is very much like a fun, lighthearted, I mean, as lighthearted as this kind of premise can be, horror comedy. But then the final third makes a hard turn to super dark. Okay, that's fine. But like, what's wrong with getting stuck in a bar? That's like the best. Well, I, that must be like a Spanish translation thing. It's like a, it's more like a cafe. Okay. But Still, it's called the bar. There's food and drinks. Yeah, but I don't think you want to be kept somewhere because if you leave, you're going to get sniped in the head. I guess, but you know, got to sleep sometime. Yeah. But yeah, I'll watch it. I mean, if you want to do is watch this or die, I mean. Yeah, sounds, I think it sounds interesting. I'm into that. All right, should we get into our topic? We should. If you haven't figured it out by now. Hellraiser. Hellraiser. The We're doing series. the entire franchise. Let me say something about Hellraiser. From worst to first. Let me tell you about Hellraiser. Did oh. not know there was ten. Uh, neither did I. I. Thought there was like seven, and I yeah. was like, oh, we, yeah, we'll we do went Hellraiser. to tackle this. I was like, oh, ten, huh? Yeah. Big, big list. Um, I'm feeling good about it. Super uneven series. Very uneven. And I have to get this out of the way now because I I was thinking about it earlier, and I don't know where to bring it up, so I just want to poop it out of my mouth now after the first three the mythos gets so wonky like there's no rhyme or reason Mm -hmm. for like what he does where he is and it's like annoying well and you know we'll mention there's so many of these sequels were just thrown together oh they're not even written for the characters that's that's why the mythos goes wonky it was poo poo because there are yeah. other movies other scripts that they just slap some centibytes in there and yeah. pinhead in there yeah i mean there's like he goes from like uh pinhead himself and the centibytes go from like collector of souls to like just effing with you to for the sake of effing with you like the one of them is straight up like an angel heart ripoff uh, yeah. there's one where it's a slasher there's one yeah. where he's a freddy ripoff like, so it's it's all over but the damn place why did this franchise, like, become so meaningless? Like, I mean, within the horror lover community, like, Pinhead's still, like, one of the guys. But, like, not really. Because well, why did friend... it become meaningless? Or why did it get so all over the place? Well, no, it feels kind of meaningless. Like, the the sequels were all crap. No one cared about them. They went direct to, to video. I mean, it, well, if you read about it, so... The... The reason they start going to all video after four is because four flopped hard. Then a bunch of them were made just so they could keep the rights to the characters. No, I know, but we, there's been other flops in the big franchises. Halloween six flopped hard. Well, I mean, you look at the timing. Let's see, part four. Or is it because of the dark, the dark, much darker material? Mm. You know, your, your Freddies, your Jasons, your Michaels can be more accessible to the Halloween the Halloween crowd or the I, Yeah, I just think when you look at this stories and characters, it's like there's only so much you can do with it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean it's, I'm, it's I'm a curious, lot of the I'm same what the new ones are gonna do. Well it's just a rehash. 
It's more a requel, if you will. No, well, it's supposed to go more into the book, more more um, faithful to the book or the short story. Rather, you read the short story? No, I have not. I've never read any of Clive Barker's stuff. I've only Midnight Meat Train is my favorite. Oh, I was gonna say I've only watched them and then like read what's different about yeah. them. But uh, Midnight Meat Train, like, it's a fine movie. I'm sure the story is much better because you get more explanation about the old gods and stuff. Whereas in the movie, they just pop up and you're supposed to be like, oh, that's them, I guess. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we'll get into some of this stuff as we're going along. I just wanted to get that out because that's the one thing I would say that as far as like the character of Pinhead, I was like, well, what does he's doing this and this one, but this and this one. And he's just like, and one of them, he's just hanging out in an old house. Like, I don't know. One of them, he's stuck in a pillar. Yeah. And one of them, he's in the box, just listening to everybody, waiting to get out. Like, he, they literally show him in the box, just like, I want to get out of here. And it's like, I don't, is that how it works? I thought he wasn't even a thing until you opened the box, but whatever. Um, all right. So this is going to be a um, pretty pure list. Yeah, top 10. Uh, 10 out of 10. Uh, no stipulations. We're just going tick for tack. Pick for pick. Um, we are going to do trivia because the only thing that's going to affect for the order is pick your poison. Would you rather have the last pick and get what I think we're both going to agree is the biggest. We might not. I think there's going to be a lot of disagreement on this list. Yeah, but for the, for the last spot? I don't know. We'll see. Um, <laughs> they are t- hoofah. So winner of trivia will get their choice of either having... The first pick, but number 10, or the first overall pick, number one. Mm-hmm. And uh, producer is going to take care of some trivia for us. All right. You guys ready for some trivia? I think. Always ready for some trivia. All right. What was the name of the novella that Hellraiser 1987 was based on? Books of Blood? Um, no. No? That's oh. the book. Oh. Um, the short story was called... Um, Oh my god! I certainly don't. I, so, books of blood is the whole collection. That's yes. the, oh, okay. the, the yeah, then, then I don't know what the actual story is. Yeah. Since we were just talking about the books. Um. Oh my god! I'm gonna. Well, you're gonna tell me. I was gonna say. Otherwise, I'm gonna shout it out like 40 minutes from now. <laughs> you should when it does come. To um. I can't think of it. We can't sit here all night with me trying to. Um, yeah. um, what, is what is it? What is it? The Hellbound Heart. Yeah. Hellbound. Uh, I like that. And title. Clive Barker also directed the film. The first yeah. one? Yeah. yeah. All right. Trivia question number two? Yep. That's embarrassing. our Hellraiser theme. For you. Yeah. In the Hellraiser series, 1987 to 1992, the Cenobites are what kind of creature? Demon? I mean, what kind of creature? Yeah. What kind of creatures are they? They're box creatures that come They're out of the box. They're demons, demons, from, demons hell. from hell. Yeah. No. Well, that's what they Angels? are. No. Cenobites? <laughs> <laughs> they're... You guys are not good at this trick either. I don't well, think that's what, a... what kind of question is that? They're demons from hell. They're not. What are they? They're extra dimensional. What? Well, Get out, out of here. That's a question. That was not a good one. It was, that's in what, what game was that in? Trivial Pursuit, hard. Oh, well, they got a they got a mean letter coming their way. <laughs> Tell you what, they mentioned that. What they mentioned that, like for half a second in two, probably. 
I uh, can't believe her extra. I what did are they? Get dimensional. Extra dimensional. Get out Demons. Of here. They're demons. He literally comes to collect your soul <laughs> from hell so that he can torture you for all of eternity. And bring you pain and pleasure. All right. New question. Finally. Are you ready? Yes. In the first six Hellraiser movies, Pinhead is played by the same actor. What's Doug Bradley. Name? I was going to let her finish, but yeah. We didn't ever say we had the Trebek rule. <laughs> Congratulations! Um, man, you were worried about the ease of the question, huh? Because we didn't get the first two. Yeah, I know. I was like, gotta make it we get, easy. We get treated like morons once, once we've missed the first two. Alright, I'm going to start the list off and take that number 10 spot. Alright. So I can get a certain trash movie out of the way. <laughs> Alright. Alright. Get the card. No, uh, no loud thumping, please. That's what I was gonna say. Damn it, we're <laughs> like the same brave brainwave. Sit down, Doc. We're never going to get professional if the dog's always walking around. No, I listen to plenty of professional <laughs> podcasts where people's dogs are walking around. No, I'm serious. When are we going to get that sweet deal? Where they hear like a, you hear like a baby in the background sometimes. Oh, jeez. I listened to one once where a guy's a fire um, smoke detector battery was dying the whole time. Uh. <laughs> it's like your little side piece. Okay, at number 10, Vinny has selected Hellraiser Revelations. Very good choice. 2011. 2011. This, now, yeah, there's there's bad sequels in here, for sure. This one. Mm -mm. Unwatchable. I had to turn it off. Yeah, I tried to fast forward through it, but I had ads, so it's like it just was getting jacked up, and I was no, like, no, well. No, no, no. All right, let me. Did you watch all these on um, Pluto? Yeah. Except for the, the first two? I didn't even need to watch the first yeah. two. Yeah. Um, I I have a note here that I want to... I really want to key in on. And it is poop acting. <laughs> well, those those two boys, Nico and Steven, awful. Awful here's, actors. Here's the backstory and how that happened. you know the backstory? The, they rushed it just because they needed to get the... Weeks it was made. Yeah. So... I don't even know how a production can get a set together, get equipment together. Set? Alone, was a, it was in a living room. <laughs> let alone find actors in that short notice, put a script together, get them to know the script. They didn't. They, they couldn't pick and choose their actors. But they had such a short amount of time. And then the sort of the legend is, which I think is true, a intern at Dimension realized the rights were expiring and they're like oh shit we have a few weeks to make this movie so we can keep the rights and that's what happened well it sucks an intern it um, sucks i don't even like there's nothing really to talk about other than that backstory well it's... i mean here's stupid stuff uh pinhead jr going on there awful pinhead looks terrible mm -hmm. i don't care who was under that makeup it just don't look good yeah um and i don't get the ending why if you're just trying to keep the if you're trying to keep the rights why do what a cliff happened? it's like a cliffhanger like the chick emma the 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 sister like picks up the box and has like an evil look on her face and you're like why why <laughs> stupid yeah it stinks that's all i have to say about this is that. easily 
the worst one. Well, you made me nervous. So, what, you thought I was going to put something below this? There's another one, but I'm about to... Where are we at here? Number nine, nine. right? So, I had a toss-up at first, because I had a feeling that nine was going to stink, but I hadn't watched it yet. And then, I did watch nine, and I was like, alright, this is head and shoulders. See, my number nine, I did not like, but it had like at least like a... Uh, fleck of redeeming quality, All right, we'll and see. the rest I think are either I either enjoyed or have right. a good amount. Of redeeming we'll see. Quality. We'll see. So let's let's move it on because yeah, there's really nothing to talk about. It yeah, it, I'm, it I'm, stinks. The mythos once again is all over the place. There's no way anyone in the world likes this movie. Even whoever the director is, even his mother. Yeah, I got to look up that statement before we go off that Clive Barker put out when they tried to. That's what this one was about? Yeah, they tried uh, to like yeah. use his name for something, and he went on like a rant. It was like, I had nothing to do with this fucking movie. Yeah. Something, kiss my butthole, or whatever he said, <laughs> something funny. All right, well, at number nine, Jeff's pick is Hellworld, part eight. Uh, oh, okay. Nice. Yeah, he's making faces. My number six. Okay, wow. So I this was also, um, I was like, when I watched this one, I said, this is going to be the worst one. Really? Yeah. Um, it's entertaining because it's so bad. It's hilarious because it's so dated. That's like, what I liked about it. Like that, <laughs> that, uh, like the that fashion. early 2000s. It was like... Um, the fashions, the, the catchphrases, the... It was like the... In that... Um, well, it was passive, but like that post-Scream era where you had your your Scream ripoffs coming, off, coming oh. out. Yeah. Um, uh, What's it called? Like Valentine and all those, yeah. like with very pretty people being stupid and anyway, go on. Yeah, um, get Lance Hendrickson though, mm-hmm. and a very young Henry Cavill, who mm-hmm. going to be Superman. But it's terrible. He's a scumbag in this. Uh, he is a huge scumbag. In I didn't think it was that terrible. I didn't. I just. I, I had fun with it. I thought it, it was, was very like, sexy. No, I think it was trying too hard to be sexy, and it, like it worked for me. Well, like when when he's getting the the blowjay. On the thing. That was uncomfortable. That's what I was going to say. I was almost shocked that they would go. That was like softcore porn level of thing. Mm-hmm. But that in my head, I was like, see, that's that's the difference because that's not sexy. Sexy would be like a tastefully done pre this movie Hellraiser sex scene. And this is just like, yeah, just uh, bob your head up and down in front of the camera like you're giving this dude head. And that'll be sexy enough. There is a tasteful sex scene in this, but it makes no sense. And I didn't like it. Um but this is the Friday the Thirteenth Part Five of the Hellraiser series. I I got a kick out of this one because of like the early two thousand nostalgia. I liked how meta self aware it was acknowledging. No, oh, it acknowledged a lot. I mean, yeah, it just it, it was annoying. I thought a lot of it was annoying. Really? Yeah. And also, I give it credit because it, there was a long run, like we already mentioned, where they were not original Hellraiser screenplays. This mm-hmm. was an original Hellraiser screenplay. Rick Boda. Yeah, he did three in a row. Yeah. Um, two came out the same year. Yeah, 05. Another one came out. 05, 05 was so weird. Um, seven and eight were back-to-back. It's films. so weird that they, they have two sequels come out the same I year. guess if you're going direct-to-video at that time, maybe it's just easy to get them done. And for Rick Boda to do both, I'm like, what do you... Bang out one in four months, take two months off, bang out another? Yeah, probably. Um... Yeah, so number six on my list for this one. Yeah, so like I was saying, it's the Friday the 13th Part 5 because you're basically led to believe that 
Lance Hendrickson's character is using the pinhead Cenobite mythos to kill these people, but then the twist ending is that they're real. Which well, that's the other thing. It turned. This is the one that turned pinhead and the Cenobites into a slasher. I guess, but like that's what I'm saying with the mythos. Like it's like it's not a twist ending for us because we all know they're real. So he has the box that his son, I guess, at some point had and then kills himself. And, the, like, self-aware in the fact that, like, they play a video game called Hellworld and mm -hmm. Pinhead and the Cenobite are, like, the bad guys. Mm -hmm. Like, it's so weird because we're in a world where the Cenobites are real, not part of a video. It's or part of a movie. Like, they're yeah. real... So like, why are they feared? Yeah, like, it's yeah. A very it's, it's, weird with that. I didn't like that. It was very, very early two thousands. All right, I thought my number nine, this is being played at number eight, was worse than this one. Okay, I got very little enjoyment out of this. Believe me, there's sequel. a there's a good handful where I'm just like, ugh, I gotta put these in an order. <laughs> All right, number eight, keeping with the same year, Hellraiser. Debtor. Yep. Also my number eight. Um, the Debtor Cult, huh? <laughs> Terrible name. Ah, uh, God. Yeah, like, if you're gonna go with a cult, be a little bit more creative. How you can get followers naming your cult Debtor? <laughs> uh, Rick Broda again. Mm -hmm. 2005, like we said. Uh, we're going British with this one. Well, they're in. She works for a British newspaper, but I think they're in like Bucharest or some yeah, weird place. Bucharest. Yeah, but the but there's it's primarily British actors in this. Oh one. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. London. Um, another rewritten script. Mm -hmm. Um, the it was driving me nuts was I I could tell she looked familiar, but she was older. The one of the girls from um, Anaconda, Carrie. Woo her, woo her. Mm. Um, Owen Wilson's. Uh, oh, the chick he's girlfriend. messing around with. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So she's yeah, a little bit she, older. She's but... the reporter. Yeah. She's a generic badass lady reporter. Yes. Yeah, that yeah. was. Yeah, generic bad like that opening <laughs> montage. Yeah. Like, with her like walking through the huge um, reporter, you know, uh, not precinct but building, just like smoking her cigarette, like ah, oh, fuck the world. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I've seen some shit and just hung out in a crack house for a month to get three pictures. Like, let wait, me, what? Let me, uh, yeah, what the hell was that all about? I don't know. That was such a weird opening. And, like, just, like, snapping some photos of a bunch of crackheads smoking cigarettes. And, like, posting their stuff on the wall. And, like, oh, I'm going to give the boss a bunch of shit. He's like, I've seen some shit. And, like, I'm the badass around here. I was so, like, the ca all the characters in this are laughable. Yeah. Like, yeah. they're all just, like, stereotypes to the extreme of something. Like, the weird guy that has his own train car, they made him, like, super raver. He's got, like, weird braids in his hair and a furry vest. <laughs> it's, like, sunglasses. Like, what it's the so hell? It's so goofy. And, like, when you get into these bad sequels, like, and I know they're written in just for the sake of being written in to make it a Hellraiser movie, but Pinhead and, and well... Just the lack of Cenobites, it's just Pinhead, is just so 
forgotten and lost. Like it's just bad. Well, and then in this too, they take what was actually a cool idea in La Marchand, La Marchand uh, which is a cool when we get to it, I'll talk about it. But it's a cool backstory. And then the cult leader who can just, for whatever reason, bring people back to life because he found a way to get... This is what doesn't make sense to me. I'm going to get heated. I'm sorry. Like, Did you see my <laughs> frustration? Okay. So, Le Marchand in this is ancestor of all the other Le Marchands, but has no idea. He somehow found a way to use the power of the box for his own little means, which is just to bring people back to life. But he needs this chick, the reporter chick, to open the box. Yeah. And they never explain why she's the only one that can do it. Well, because the, early on in the mythos, like, you had to solve the puzzle from right. the box. So nobody else could, like, there's idiot kids solving the puzzle box. And you're telling me that they need to lure this this reporter yeah. from London or wherever? It just, it's, well, it's a stretch. So, so the whole story's a stretch. I was saying from this point on, they each had, like, some kind of redeeming quality. And this one I was like, fascinated by the whole badass British reporter stupidness but also the knife in the back bloodbath scene that was pretty cool okay I can give you that, that I can was... give you that they all I think they for the most part they all had a moment where I was like yeah that was cool yeah, but like, yeah. it doesn't save the movie by any right. means um, then the flashbacks to her getting raped as a kid not, yeah, necessary, not necessary at all other, other than just to make it dark and yeah she has a dark past and that's why she's on this journey kind of yeah thing. and what's yeah. the what's the raver guy say he's like you got that fucked up i need to self-destruct attitude or something and i was just like oh my can we get any worse here it was terrible and once again when i watched this i said this is probably going to be the worst one but it crept up two spots so good for it um it just, it's done. And yeah, like, by the end, it's weird. It, it's almost like they were gunning for some reason to make Pinhead the hero. Because, like, he saves her from the cult leader, Winter. Well, they, But then in turn is like, no, you're still coming with me. They kind of ex explored that in other ones a little bit. Which I don't like. Yeah. But I, th I just thought it was weird in this one, like, only because... Was so blatant, like he just saved her. Like he saved her. Well, you know, you know, what? it's like the uh, T Rex in Jurassic Park. The T Rex caused all that death and destruction, right. okay. but then saved him at the end. Yeah, I mean, he does say he's like, "Yeah, you're still coming with me." Then she right. kills herself instead. Yeah, which is like, why didn't more people do that? Mm -hmm. Actually, we missed that part in nine. That is a funny, uh, not funny, but what he says, like when the the the. The dad guy shoots the kid, and then Pinhead's like, "You're an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, why would you do that? Yep. My, uh, my lifetime of torture would have been more revenge than your. I forget what he said. He words it nicely. Yeah, but he's got that. Yeah. All right, you ready to move on then? Deader too. What a terrible title, Deader. Hellraiser yeah, yeah. Seven coming to video. Hellraiser Deader. Deader. <laughs> like, how can you be more? Dead than dead. Well, you're you're deader. You're deader. deader. Fucking deader than you, bro. <laughs> All right, what are we on here? Seven. Number seven. Seven. All right. Jeff Spick. Hellraiser five. Inferno. Yeah. Hear me Ooh. out. Hear me out. Now, I'm telling you, a lot of these were toss-ups for me. 
There's a lot. This is my number four. Okay. There's I lot. really enjoyed this one. Okay. I actually did too. Here's my problem with it. So it's made in 2000. So right off the bat, horror is lost at this point. I feel like that early 2000s, horror really didn't know it was what it was doing. Didn't have a where we're going. It, it tries to be what a Hellraiser movie is. It tries to be sexy. It tries to be dark. But it doesn't do it good enough. Like, all right, we're going to try and be sexy. He's going to, like, nail this hooker. They're going to do blow, and they're going to have sex. But she's going to keep all her clothes on, and we're just going to show, like, his head kind of bobbing so you get that he's thrusting. Whatever. The sexy thing with a Hellraiser movie, it is it, it can't be this fake, like, in 9, especially with the hooker. It can't be this, like... Oh, look at us. We're banging. It has to be, like, sexy. and Well, this was supposed to be, like, dark, dingy sexy. I'm, t- I'm just saying, the precedent is set, especially with the first three. Three especially. That's some sexy sex. We'll get there. Um, so it, try- it just tries and fails in a lot of things. I think the guy that plays the lead detective... Is just a little Craig too Sheffer. over the top. What is it? Craig Sheffer. Okay, he's a yeah. little, he's a little too Joseph, a little too over the top for me. I dug that. Like I felt like it was on purpose. He was like a crooked, sleazy cop, and, and not was, even and, sorry about it. That I like. No, that that was weird. Like, I'm down with that. Yeah. Making the cocaine appear. Uh, I liked that he was unapologetically a scumbag cop. Do you know why I probably have a affinity for him? Yeah, because he's also the lead. And a great sequel called Turbulence 3, Heavy Metal. <laughs> oh, boy. I didn't even know there was a Turbulence there. Oh, and there's a 4 as well. Oh, geez. Um, this one comes off more Silent Hill-esque, I would say. Psychological and... I thought this came on, and it fits right into the, the year it came out, 2000. This, uh, what I jotted down, this got a uh, heavy CSI treatment. Heavy CSI. The show, CSI. I know what they mean, but like, what do you mean a heavy? It, it just felt so much like CSI oh. with the the voice that Joseph was doing, like oh. the, the gritty, like, yeah. oh, I'm a cop yeah. in the city and seen a lot of shit. And then like the camera work, the music, it was it was very influenced, like, um, what's the word? Like, I guess attitude of the craze that was going on with CSI and how popular that show I guess. was. And, the look of it, the look and, and the music was what kept bringing me back to it. I mean, they had straight up Nicholas Totoro in it, who played a cop on NYPD Blue as well. But the saving grace of this movie, James Remar. Uh, I really liked his character because I love James Remar in this. I th- yeah. I thought he was like, oh, this dude's gonna help. Like that was a real curveball for me. Well, when he's the engineer, you didn't see that coming. No, I, I caught that pretty quick. I was like, oh. And we watched this one together, right, producer? Mm-hmm. Um, I think I said, I was like, James Remar, he's the engineer. Yeah. See, I didn't see it coming. Yeah. Hmm. I thought it was pretty yeah. obvious. Yeah. Um, I, don't, I don't think we already mentioned. So this is uh, probably, other than, obviously, Clive Barker, the great Clive Barker, this is probably the best director in the franchise they've yeah. gotten. Scott Derrickson. Yeah, this is his first movie. His first movie. Um, Scott Derrickson of Doctor Strange fame. Uh, he also 
is very familiar with the horror genre. He did Sinister, uh, Exorcism Emily Rose, which I love. And he's got a new one coming out called The Black Throne, going back to the horror mm-hmm. genre. Now, I also made a note. And, and let me just before you chime in, uh, this is the first of the reworked scripts. This is the first. Oh, this is a reworked script. Yeah, this hmm. is the first. One. I guess that makes sense. Now, besides the CSI, I also was getting heavy vibes, as the kids would say, of this being like a like a cross between a Christmas Carol and Ground Groundhog Day from Hell. Does that make sense? The Groundhog's Day thing, I I remember. I think I actually said it to myself watching it. I yeah. didn't write it down, but I now that I'm thinking about it, I definitely got the Groundhog's Day vibe. And the Christmas Carol with like him being like shown, like oh look at like if you don't change your ways, but, like, being shown by Pinhead, so it's like yeah. hellish. Um, yeah, this was this was number four on my list. Yeah, see, this I is, really enjoyed. Like this is one that I'll give a rewatch just for the for fun. This is the one where I start to question like what what are they doing with the mythos um and i hate to keep bringing it up but it's just so like this is like the angel heart one where he's like oh you got to find out yourself that you're in hell like since when we have four other movies that says yeah like you just come out and you're like hey i'm gonna kill you and torment you and torture you and this one it's like you want him to find out himself very weird all right well that pick messed me up just because i Enjoy it so much, but also, you're playing a curious game with me. I know, I know. There's one that I got like a lot of enjoyment out of, but I put it low on my list because I didn't want you to poo poo me and publicly shame me on the airwaves. But you haven't played it yet, so I'm gonna let it ride. All right, keep going. So I'll, I'm gonna keep knocking that up higher on my list now and play. Oh, wait, no, I can't play that. Uh oh. Uh oh, I stumped him. Oh no, I got it. You're not gonna like this. There's a lot of tension about to be happening. I don't know. If you said I'm not gonna like it, this could be this is sketchy. <laughs> <laughs> this is six, correct? Six. Number six we're getting to? Correct. Wait. I don't know, but you wrote a lot there. Jeez. <laughs> oh wait. Uh oh. I'm getting confused. He's confused. We've we've broke Vinny. Hold on, hold on. Six. I, no, I We're on pick six, yeah. Let me see. There's only ten. <laughs> pick six. Oh no no no. Okay, I'm gonna yeah. pick six like big play slay. Okay, okay, okay. okay I almost made a mistake. He's okay. <laughs> oh, that would have been a detrimental mistake. Yeah. Well. What are the discards going to be on this one? <laughs> Comic books? Yeah. I like the one. Actually, we should have just uh, researched that whole Freddy versus Jason versus Pinhead thing and talked about that. Um, they made a comic This, this book, kind of like made me want to get back into the Dark Horse comics. I used to dig those. The Dark, the Dark Horse Hellraiser comics. Right, right. Been ready. All right. At number six, Vinny's pick is Hellraiser 6, Hellseeker. Oh, that's also my six. Hey, look at that. Best part of this movie? Dean Winter's in it. Mayhem. (laughs) Correct. 
And how fitting is it that it starts with a big car crash? <laughs> I was like, hold on. Oh, yeah, I didn't <laughs> put that together. I was like, hold on, hold on. Um, you know, I, I've i seen the Geico guy, Dean Winter, Winters, um, in small... I've never seen him. Is this his only lead? I mean, he was on Oz and stuff as the lead. Yeah. And, and yeah. as far as movies, I don't think I've ever seen him in another movie. He's had small roles here and there, I think. Probably. I mean, oh, unless, unless I'm thinking of TV. But yeah, it was, it was, it was refreshing seeing him in a, in a leading role. And I, I didn't even put the car crash thing, the opening scene, together. Yeah. Yeah. I liked this one a little bit. Um, it doesn't do justice to finish up Kirsty's deal. No, it was more like a... It might as well have been a cameo. Yeah. Um, and I like the stuff with her. Like, I like how she plays the the Cenobites against him and whatever. But yeah, like she just pops up here and there. Yeah. And I, the gist is that they're married and he's a real piece of shit. And I guess at some point found out about the box and brings it back to like kill her and get her money. Right. Is that, that's what it is. Like yeah, she has yeah. an inheritance. Now here's my biggest question about the movie. The coworker guy that was supposed to help him. Why? Why would you need help if the box was the box? If you believed the box was what it is, why would you need a partner to help you? Uh, that is very true. I thought that yeah, was Yeah, I mean, there's, there's a lot of issues with these. Um, I'm trying to think. What do you think? You're, you're I'm just stumped? Remember my notes. I mean, like... This is one that, like, I kind of had fun watching, but there's not a lot to say about it. It's just kind of like... Yeah, I mean, it's like it it's like Five again. He He's basically finding out that he's in hell. Yeah. Um, there, there's a couple recurring themes through the series. Infidelity and, like, affairs. Yeah. And, like, almost all of them. Yep. <laughs> um, and these couple with, like, the whole, like, oh, you got to find out that I'm going to torture you. Like, it's very weird. Um, this one, this one's actually more confusing, I think, in a lot of ways, because, like, the affairs with all the chicks, were they real? Because, like, the, the, the I didn't take, I didn't take them as being in hell, just something hellish would have happened. Well, because the, the twist is that Kirsty kills them and frames him. Christy, right? Christy? Kirsty, Kirsty. She kills them and frames him. But, like, when he goes to the door of the one, she's with her boyfriend, and, like, he, she doesn't even know who the hell he is or why he's there. The boss stuff seems just like it's a fantasy. And yeah. then the acupuncture chick is, like, he's told to go there. Like, he doesn't know who she is. But then at the end, you find out like he was supposedly having a fair because she says like I know about all the other women or something, and then shoots him. Yeah, it's weird. It's confusing. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, there, <clears throat> there's plot holes galore in these. Yeah. Um, this was the first Rick Boda feature. I did want to mention Rick Boda not only doing a uh, string of Hellraiser movies, he did have a lot of success with doing. Um, Kiss the Girls is probably his biggest success. Lethal Weapon 4, which you can't shake your finger at. Mm -hmm. And then The House on the Haunted Hill remake. Is that the one with Owen Wilson? 
No, that's the haunting. That's the haunting. Uh, Catherine Zeta Jones. Yeah, yeah. No, that's the haunting. Oh. House on Haunted Hill is. I don't know who's in that, actually. The bunch haunting's of, the. Bunch one. of pretty people. Yeah. It was a bad remake. Oh, yeah. So was the haunting. Yeah. Um. Damn, who the hell was it in House on Haunted Hill? Producer? You looking at that? Yeah, you looking into that? Thank you. Uh, which one? The Return? Or? No, it's just like a remake from the late 90s, maybe. Uh, the early 2000s. I'm just writing this pick. Let me take a little... Eggs? Take a little commercial break here. Cracking a new beer. This is from uh, Industrial Arts Brewing Company. They are most known for their IPA called Wrench. And then that's like their flagship, uh, great IPA. And now, now they have all these um, sequels, if you will, to Wrench. Uh, they have the Pocket Wrench, which is their Session IPA. They have the Torque Wrench, which is the Double IPA. And then this one right here is my favorite of them, the Impact Wrench, Triple IPA. It is so good, so smooth, a very sneaky 10%. And I love the whole riff on the wrench name with all the different, you know, like if you're like Jeff and your handy man, you knew his tools. Mm-hmm. Yeah, their stuff's good. I haven't had them in quite a while. I think the last time I had them, I was living in Lancaster. Mm-mm-mm. They used to have a nice little selection at the, the beer fridge. All right. What do we want to do here? Uh, number five. I just handed it in. Number fives. Number fives? <laughs> number fives. Number thighs? <laughs> number five is Hellraiser Part Four Bloodline. Yay. You Yay. You either forgot something. Oh, I didn't forget. Or you're on the same wavelength. I as must me. be on the same wavelength, because I sure as hell didn't forget. This is Pinhead in Space. Well, sort of. My number three. <laughs> Okay. You're, um, you're lowballing all my favorites here. Sorry. This is, like... I love, I really love this one. It's not really in, like, it's in space, but the majority nah, of... Well, it's three different timelines. Yeah, and that's what, it's too much with that. Too much with the ancestors. Because... Oh, I loved that. It's just... The Victorian ones, with, like, the origin of the box and stuff, that I liked. I really liked that, because mm-hmm. it was... In the true spirit of Hellraiser, it's mean. It's like, eh, I want to call it really sexy. You get Adam Scott, mm-hmm. <laughs> who's like super famous now. Yep. Um, but like, yeah, it was just like this Victorian rich guy who wants power. And it, you know. I really lo- that was probably my favorite. So like the space stuff was just like, all right, cool. They put Hellraiser in space, but they, did. they didn't really. That's the thing. It's, well, it was going on like yeah. futuristic. But the 1700s, the whole Age of Enlightenment thing, I I dug all of that story. Yes, this. that's what I mean. I, I like that too. I just I think, you were saying you didn't like it. No, I just thought it was too much with like all the ancestors, and it's like the same actor, and it's. It, I love that shit. I'm a sucker. Was blah, blah. Uh, yeah, Kim Myers is from that, uh, Nightmare Two. Who is she? Who is she in Nightmare Two? No, who is she in this? The wife. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I remember now. Um, I like the the premiere and last time we see the Hellhounds. Super cool. Oh, I did forget. I I, I dug the Hellhounds. I forgot to mention in part five the Hellhounds are the Chatterer. 
Did you notice that? Wait, what? So in part five, maybe they're not hellhounds, but there's a thing that's kind of crawling around, and it's the chatterer. Uh, yeah, that that wasn't the hellhounds. That was just they were just playing with the chatterer okay. monster. Chatterer is my favorite sound bite. Actually, that's not true. I think a lot of people like the Chatterer. The, um, I don't even know what, if she had a name. The woman Cenobite from the first. Oh, I have no clue. I think, I I didn't read anything about it. I kind of think maybe in the beginning, or maybe like what Clive Barker was thinking, that she was going to take the franchise. Even though like Pinhead, even before he became Pinhead, was uh, casted and... And credited as lead center light. I got a feeling that they wanted her to take the lead. Alright. I mean, well, actually, uh, uh, who knows? No, they wanted they actually wanted Julia to take the lead as like the, the villain. Okay. Yeah, it makes sense. Um all right, well, anyway, I like the lady center bite too. Um but yeah, I, I had a lot of fun with this one too. This is uh number three on my list. It is a definitive third favorite like if i was gonna i mean like like i, like I have it on paper the first two were clear cut the best and i had this one right behind it yeah i don't know if this was so it's a everything after this is essentially a prequel to this right so is this supposed to be the definitive end with him blowing up the station and stuff? Uh, yeah, I guess so. Because I think they do it better in another one. <laughs> what, the end? Mm-hmm. Um, we'll get there. You got me in a bit of a pickle here. Pickles. Because, like, I like what we're both doing here. There's there's one that, that keeps getting higher, but what are we on now? This will be four. I don't know how much... Hey. Higher I can go. I mean, you do what you gotta do, Bubba. You know what? I'm gonna let it ride. Oh boy. Because then it's gonna paint you into a corner. And not really. <laughs> this one can't paint me into corners. This one to be honest with you, I don't necessarily like, but I respect it. And couldn't have it any uh really any lower or much lower than where it's gonna be right here. All right, number four, Vinny's pick is Hellraiser Three. Hell on mm, Earth. Wow, pushing it. Okay, I'm fine with that being here. It's actually my number three, but keep keep going. So, not Matt Dillon in this one. Forever, I for some reason thought that guy was Matt Dillon. Really? Yeah. Don't know why. Hmm. <laughs> Probably because I saw it like one time. 12 to 15 years ago. So, there's a, a few reasons this one this one leaves a bad taste in my mouth. Okay, bring it on. Really bad head explosion to start off in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, and even with all the bad sequels and how some of the sequels have a lack of Pinhead and there's all this confusion around the mythos and what Pinhead's purpose is, this one gave Pinhead the full-blown, because of the times, 1992. I think they leaned 
way too heavily on making Pinhead Freddy Krueger. Yeah. And I don't appreciate that. Yeah, he did a lot of talking in this one. I don't appreciate that. And like a, a lot of, like, not so much talking, but, like, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, a lot of interaction with humans. Where he's, like, Which, trying to talk them into doing stuff for him. Yeah. And I like, I mean, maybe that's what I like so much is how little he talks in the others. But, I mean, he has great one-liners uh, in the other movies. I mean, we're getting to the point where there's a few coming up where I'm going to be doing a lot of quoting. Okay. <laughs> um, but I just don't like the, you don't have to make it, like, funny. It, he's not Freddy. Right. I, I, I didn't need that. But Pinhead in the artsy fartsy pillar thing, I dug a lot. Yeah, so I have that in my notes. The uh, the pillar of souls. Yeah. Um, I thought it was so cool how I don't know why it struck me as super cool, but like when he takes in another soul, the statue gets different and bigger. Mm-hmm. And I I don't know why I thought that was so cool, but I did. I just yeah, really... I, I like I like the pillar stuff because I don't know. Just liked it. I liked it a lot. Um, not Matt Dillon, once again, which was like, oh, shit, that's right. It's not Matt Dillon. Um, but this is what I was talking about. Mean and sexy. That dude is a piece of trash. And he doesn't care. He's unabashedly a piece of trash. And he's just, like, flip of a switch. He's like, sweetheart. And then he's just like, eh, I'm a scumbag. I don't care. Get out of here. But, like, that sex scene with the chick... On then he's got like strapped to the bed and stuff. Mm-hmm. That's some sexy stuff. And I was reading, you don't even see her boobs because she like freaked out about being topless. So the whole time his hands are just like covering her boobs. You notice? Yeah, that? Yeah. yeah. I mean that's sort of like uh, in the first two with Julia. I guess, but man, I mean, there was some. He's going to Pound Town. <laughs> he's all sweaty. Was there hard thrusting? Oh yeah. You don't remember that? It's a memorable scene. <laughs> and then Pinhead, uh-huh. eat, then Pinhead eats her <laughs> as he's, like, berating her. He's like, get the get the hell out of here. She's like, oh, well, you gave me a rose at the bar. He's like, yeah, and I'll give another one to another girl tomorrow. I was like, damn, that's the Hellraiser. Like, that's what uh, Hellraiser is. That's the life I want to live. Oh, yeah, of course. I need to be a – what's that club called? The Boiler Room? I need to own the Boiler Room. But that that's what I mean. It's a mean – it's mean-spirited. That's Well, that's where it all comes like, – that's how – you're supposed to fall victim to Pinhead and the Cenobites. That's what I'm saying. And that's where a lot of them fail, yeah. in my opinion. Um, the other one that bothers that bothers me with this, and I just can't get past is the war stuff is really bad. Um, yeah, it's forgivable, though, because it's like they're trying to recreate war in a flashback, but mm. concentrate on one person. Mm. I'll tell you what's really bad. This is where I this one blows me. The whole, like, in... Part two, becoming a Cenobite's like a whole thing. In this one, these idiots are just like goofy Cenobites by the end of it. Like yeah, the bartender yeah. and the club um, owner. And this it's is like, the one with the, 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 the twin security guards. The uh, CD Cenobite, right? Yes. Is this one? The DJ or whatever he was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah it's terrible. It's just like, it, why? It, it, and made a, like, it made a mock. The first two... And they're walking down the street cracking wise. Like they're they're shooting off one liners as they're like walking down the road blowing everything up. It's yeah. like, oh, this is not Hellraiser. Um, it made a mockery of how perfect the first two really are, which we're gonna get into. But I think for this to be, uh, how many years later? Ninety two. So 
20. Four years later, like, just oh. make, make a mockery of it. Um, and I swear I blame it all on Nightmare on Elm Street. Not the Nightmare on Elm Street's fault, because... It's what the people wanted. Yeah. They wanted Wisecrack and Freddy. And, but yeah. don't, don't mock a franchise and make it something else that's not... All right, so you have number three, right? Yeah. So we're really doing it, huh? Yeah. Here it comes. I, um... I'm proud that it went to three, as a matter of we, fact. So am I. <laughs> we might get canceled. Whatever. I hope we do. <laughs> uh... All right. Number three, Jeff's pick, Hellraiser 10, Judgment. I can't tell 2018. you. 2018. Yes. I can't tell you, after watching four through nine, I was like, I don't know why. And I, look, I didn't pre-read about any of these. I went into them cold. I was like, I don't know why, but I got a really good feeling about Judgment. Like, I think I'm going to really like Judgment. I had a really bad feeling. Really? Just because of it being the most recent. Only, and that's why, because look at the jump, right? It's seven years between them, and then the last one is nine, which is atrocious. I was like, it can only be better than nine. And I feel like because of where it's at, like 2018, the horror at that, this point is now kind of serious again. Like, it, it's got, I had a good feeling going in. So... I think it helped me that I had very, very low expectations. Right. And then you watched this one with me, right, producer? Did I watch this one? Or did you go to bed and I told you how much I loved it the next day? Whatever. All right. Let me give you, get it out of the way real quick. Two things I did not like. One, not a Hellraiser story. A great story. The whole serial killer and cop stuff. A great story. It doesn't have anything to do with Hellraiser. <laughs> There's like... They just kind of squeeze the Hellraiser stuff in. Well, that's just like, I mean, so which is fine. That. Yeah. yeah, which is fine. Because, you know, the other ones, whatever. Um, and once again, we're now into this like weird mythos. Now there's cool, very cool new Cenobites, but like they're just hanging out in the house, deciding, like, no longer is the box in play. They're just deciding who they want to punish. That was a little uh, weird. That's true. Yeah. But other than that, the story was rad. I love the cop brothers. The cop brothers are awesome. The the pinhead. Having camp making a yeah a little cameo. Yeah. The um the pinhead. It's another pinhead. It's a different actor again, but the the look is he, so much better, and, and he he's very good at Paul it. Paul T. Taylor. Yeah, yeah he did a very good job. at it. Um, in the in nine with the other guy, it's not even his voice. It's a different voice actor, so it's like a different look. Stupid. Yeah. Stop bringing that one up. Okay, sorry. Um, and what else? Did I have? Oh, that was it. That was all that I didn't like. But yeah, pretty rad. Um, uh, you go. I just lost my train of thought. <laughs> so I had, I really, I mean, I don't even know how to describe it. In other words, I had a blast watching this. Uh, I started it late at night, which I did. So a lot of the sequels I was, that I was like less than excited about, um, I had to wait for a producer to go to bed and I would start them. So it ended up being like a two night process for me to watch each movie. Mm. So uh, Quite literally, I was watching two weeks of Hellraiser because it would take me two nights to watch one movie. Yeah, jeez. This one I put on late night, and I was on the edge of my seat, glued to the TV for the entire thing, did not fall asleep, and I really enjoyed um, every bit of it. And what sets this one apart, maybe making its way to number three, might be a little bit crazy, but what sets this one apart is... Hopefully I don't mess his name up. Gary uh, Tuncliffe? Tuncliffe? 
Mm-hmm. I don't know how to say it, but he's yeah, I know the, you're talking about the director, mm-hmm. and he also plays the auditor. Mm-hmm. And I loved the auditor. The auditor is awesome. I mean, he might be the best anybody ever. Very cool. You know how he came about? Mm-mm. He was the redesign for Pinhead when they were going to originally reboot the series. Then they decided to make another sequel. Ah, so he's going to have no pins, but still have the scars. Yeah, I guess so. And glasses. Uh huh. Uh huh. I, uh, I, oh God, I like this one more than it probably deserves, I guess. But I, I dug it a lot. Um, I love the the heaven and hell stuff that they bring up now, because um, I always joke with people who are very religious. I say, you know, well, if there's a heaven, there has to be a hell, and that's where this movie kind of goes. Where it's like the the box is a portal to hell, which means there has to be a heaven, and now heaven is involved. There's like an agreement between the Cenobites and Heaven and the, what is she? she? She's an angel, I guess, right? She's what? She's an angel. Is she supposed to be an angel? The chick that comes from Heaven to like tell them yeah, to chill yeah, out? Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, so now you got like Heaven's getting involved and the, the angel chick is like, you, no, you gotta let this one go. He's innocent. He wasn't found guilty. Uh, you later find out that he's very guilty, but the twist here is that Heaven's like, nah, he's he's a serial killer, Seven style. Like instead of the Seven Deadly Sins, he's killing by the commandments. And Heaven's like, yeah, man, like keep doing your thing, and this way people will be good because they don't want to get killed. <laughs> and then I love when he's like, he's like, yeah, you gotta let me go. Hear that? I was forgiven. And she's like, no, 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 no. You weren't forgiven. I'm just saying, keep doing what you're going to do. You're mm-hmm. still going to be judged. And I was like, ah, oh, that's rad. Um, yeah, I like how the auditor, um, when, um, who was it? The one did just yells out, oh, Jesus Christ, like in, in shock and horror. <laughs> Not quite. <laughs> Heavens no. Uh, same city, completely different. Subject. Yeah. And we have the adultery theme again. Uh, the two brothers are the detectives. The one brother... I guess he's supposed to be the older brother, was like a army guy. He was away. And he ends up being the serial killer, killing in the the Ten Commandments. So as the movie's going, there's more deaths, and they're getting towards the Tenth Commandment that he has to do, and it's uh, adultery. And then you find out that the brother was banging the wife, and you find out that the other brother's actually the killer, and like he was going to be the last death. Um... And he has them in a in a room, and he tries to once again, like everybody else in these movies, he tries to make a deal with Pinhead, you know, their souls for mine. And Pinhead is like doing his thing, and the the younger brother says something. <laughs> He's like, "What's going on?" Or "I want to know what's going on." And Pinhead's like, "Shut up!" And the quote is, "Your pitiful adultery is beneath me." Bow your head to the catalog of filth your brother has created. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's the best quote of the series. Yep. I don't think there's a better quote. Because um, the dude is just... Wow, God, like, the killings are crazy. The first killing, he kills the chick and then cuts her open and stuffs her dog inside her. Oh, yeah. So that, that I wrote that down. That was like the dog in the wound thing. Oh, yeah. That was fucked up. Yeah. 
um, but awesome. Yeah, and it, it, they used practical in 2018. Like, that's cool. Yeah, it was the killings are wild, and like they they described other ones, and it's it's nuts. Yeah, I but, thought I thought I mean this was such an unexpected yeah. good movie. Really liked it, and I, I wish the new one would just be a follow up to this. <sighs> That'd be cool. But this is what I was saying. Where if part four is the absolute end, as part four, I mean this has a I like this has a finite ending. Um, Pinhead and his crew kill the angel chick. They like tear her apart, and then it, as um. Uh, retaliation god makes them human again mm-hmm. like that's that's such a killer ending yeah yeah like no you're mortal men again and like he's just he's like a homeless guy in an alley he's got like cuts on his face and he's just screaming because like he's done yeah he's just that a, a cool. guy again yeah thought that was a really great yeah, and that, that was the best way of vengeance they could take on the seven bites mm-hmm. yeah it, it was it was just cool all right let me get this number two what could it be? This is this is the real. This is where we knew it was going to come down to. It's like one and two. But dude, what a surprise ten was! So fun, really like enjoyed a it. Huge surprise. May if there's a cool if there's some cool Blu-ray features on that, I might pick it up, just to have, because I'd like to watch these without ads again. Stretches it, kind of. It's like not bad, but you're like, all right, there's ten minutes left. Let's uh, let's do this. I, yeah, I read I didn't about like, it. I, I, didn't I, didn't, like it. I, didn't, I didn't watch it. I read about I, it. Because I, I was like, like that. What was so? It's the house. I didn't even get it. Like, it's what? like the farmhouse in a different location or something, right? Yeah, I, I don't even yeah. really get the reference. Oh, I have to maybe watch it. I just read about it real quick because I was like, I don't have and time. And the other thing, just to go back to, uh, what's the one with the the Hellraiser party that Hellworld? Yeah. So apparently that one, I want to rewatch that to catch him. There's like. Tons of Easter eggs to the earlier movies of the franchise. Oh, I bet. I mean, they're all over that house and stuff. Yeah. All right. Carry God, on. That, move, that one's Carry so on. annoying. Those characters Down are so Down to number annoying. two. Denise Pick. Hellraiser 2. Hellbound. Same. It's actually Same. Hellbound. Hellraiser, Hellraiser 2. 2. Yeah. If you just read it the way I wrote it. Get it be together. Fine, Hellbound. Hellraiser 2. One of these days you'll figure it out. 1988. When I was born. Oh. Um, so, I mean, Hellbound. It's 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 great. Yeah, um, it takes Hellraiser and makes it crazier, wilder. So, I saw you know in my research, I saw a lot of articles, a lot of rankings that has like this is kind of like the sequels better than the first. Do not agree. Uh, I could see it, but I don't agree either. I don't agree at all. I don't agree. Couldn't either. even see it. Um, I I think this one's great. I think the the visuals and the practical for this mm-hmm. one are like out of this world. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's, um, it's some wild stuff the, going on in there. Uh, what do they call hell? Labyrinth, right? I guess, but the Leviathan is that Leviathan, right? Leviathan. Yeah. Um, not Labyrinth. Um, all the maze and all that hellish stuff was just great. Um, the bed scene with the get them off me mm-hmm. with the bugs like mm-hmm. that's some of the most gory violent shit I've seen yeah. and it's all practical effects and done beautifully they did a 
you know, your main villain, your character monster that, that did an origin and didn't fuck it up. Like, it's quick to the point. Yeah. But it's super gory and well done. And the biggest thing for this one, I love the Shenard uh, Cenobite. <laughs> He's uh, super cool. Yeah, I, everything scary, about this is cool. The fact, like, seeing this after the first one, because I did, as a kid, see these in order, Hellraiser, and I saw Hellbound. The fact that they that he was, like, able to kind of, like, shove off Pinhead and the Cenobites and, like, in a, in a way, like, had the ability to defeat them pretty mm. easily was super scary and actually made you root for Pinhead and the Cenobites. Just imagine I mean, if the exchange rate didn't get all jacked up and they actually had the money that they were supposed to have to use for mm-hmm, the effects. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I don't know what to say. It, it's great. Um, your suffering will be legendary, <laughs> even in hell. That's awesome. Dude, yeah, I'm surprised you didn't even quote the uh, I am the way. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> That's a good scene. That's yeah. a good scene. Especially, like, he does, like, the Jesus on the cross pose with the tilted head and all, mm-hmm. and then the windows blow out. And stuff. It's really, really good. Uh, it, it, it's a variation on that more famous quote in, in um, Hellraiser Hellworld. Oh, what wonders we have to show you. Yeah. Yeah, he's got some good lines. Oh, yeah. Some good I sayings. Mean, when we get to number one, I'm going to be... Oh, well, got, it's coming. I got a lot of quotes. I don't know what number one could be. <laughs> Do you want to announce it? Do you have anything else to say about Hellbound? Or? I, it's just really good. Like you said, I think it just ups the ante with all the Cenobite stuff. Um, Chenard, the bugs, the bed. It, it's just awesome. I, I Like I said, it takes The one, visuals and the practical of this. Yeah. It takes the first one and just ups the ante a little bit. Or a lot of it, depending on how you see it. But there's but not a, necessarily in a better way. Right. Well, there's, there's intangibles about one that we'll get into. Number one pick, in case people don't know. The suspense is probably killing everyone. You don't got to be sarcastic. Number one, Hellraiser. <gasps> 1987. <laughs> so here we are, the original. Mean and sexy. Mean and mm. sexy. And dark. Right, dark. Dark. Um, but that's what I mean. The in- masterpiece. Yeah, the intangibles of just the way it's shot, what's going on, how big a bastard Frank is. Like that actor just oozes shit. <laughs> you know? Um, st- you mean the dad that became Frank? That actor? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, even when he was the dad. Now, I don't remember how I felt. Like in the moment of seeing this for the first time, so I I know what he's going to become. But even when he's like the dad, I'm like, Ugh. yeah, he's icky. Icky, exactly. Good word, good word. The story itself is awesome. There's not a lot of pinhead. I think that's the biggest uh, gripe well, that people that have never seen this one. It wasn't have. supposed to be his thing. Well, exactly. The yeah. yeah, but after they all, all got equal share. You know, if you're coming in backwards and you see this, you're like, yeah. mm, what? Um, the acting, yeah, everyone's just really good in it. Acting's great. The just the Kirsty was awesome yeah. as like the the heroine. The heroine, yeah. Um, that bitch. do you have any problem? And are are you like? Would you be excited to say this is downright a masterpiece? 
Yeah, I'll give it to you. This is comfortably in my... You know, we've seen a shit ton of horror movies. This is... So, like, to say, like, top ten may seem like a lot, but this is, like, that. that's big for us. This is comfortably in my top ten. Yeah, I can't... I, I could say, or agree with you, rather, because I can say that, like, if someone was doing an event and showing Hellraiser, I'd be like, yeah, I gotta go. Or if it's I, on, I have, I no, no problem. I, maybe, it, like, it makes me... Does it make me, like, a, a bad person that I have so much fun and enjoyment watching this? No, because it is. Like, it's not... As mean and dark as it is, it's not a serious movie because of what's going on. Like, you got skinless Frank coming back from hell trying to get some skin <laughs> and, like, uh, stepmama's banging skinless guy. <laughs> yeah, having joy just yeah. bludgeoned all these. Yeah. I'm like, why'd they pick all these, like, pathetic men to be the guys? Well, I guess that's the point. Yeah. But they're, like, pathetic White collar businessmen, yeah, they're like, like nerds. Oh, like, you know, like I want to keep this on the download, like, blah, 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 and boom, bashing that head, yeah. eating. Yeah. So the story itself, is like, so out there that it's comical in a way. Frank's awesome. Like skinless Frank is awesome. Um, and then when he takes over the dad's skin, I mean, just gold. The the end of Frank when he's all chained up. Mm-hmm. Um, and just screaming, Jesus wept, like, mm -hmm. I've seen it so many times. I've seen that scene so many times. I've seen it in memes and all, it, it, it just, it warms my heart every time. <laughs> I was going to say. <laughs> right yeah. before he gets ripped apart. Yeah. And like, like that fucked up smile he has and like, and it plays right into the, the Hellraiser thing where like he's experiencing extreme Pleasure and agony at the same time, and just blurts out, uh, um, Jesus wept like that was all ad lib. He was supposed to say, uh, fuck you. <laughs> and I guess the um, actor, which I, I don't have his name written down, um, sorry about that, Frank, but I guess was opposed to cursing in roles, so he just said, Jesus wept. So there's a few different behind-the-scenes stories for that. I guess in British or uh, English um, slang, they would say Jesus wept as, like, a way of not cursing. Mm. Like, we would say gosh or whatever, which is weird. I don't, I don't know why they would do that. Or I like to take it as it's a complete mockery of Jesus in the Bible because um, the, best, the best comparison I saw is, like, so Jesus wept when he was um, going through all his pain from what the Romans did to him and Frank was basically saying like Jesus wept and I'm a badass and I'm yeah. taking this and enjoying yeah. it. The uh the iconic I am in hell help me. That, that's on, that's from Helldown. Is it? Mm -hmm. Oh shit, I keep thinking that's how it's not in the attic in this one? Mm -mm. Oh man. That's wow. when um Kirsty what we didn't mention, so we'll bring it up now. Kirsty when she's in the uh, asylum and she like sees like the skinless version of her dad. Mm -hmm. It's like against the tile wall and it says, I'm in hell, help. Oh, man. I always thought it was in the on a brick wall in the attic in the first one. Nah, it was in the asylum. Oh, wow. Mandela effect going on. That, I didn't Like I said, I didn't even have to watch the first two. Um, I kind of want to watch one when I get home now just because. I mean, it's so good. It is. What a, what a crazy list. I'm so happy for 10. I don't think I've been happier for a, a movie on our list than Hellraiser Judgment. 
I can't believe we're both in the same. Here can I. That's I thought, why. So I thought we were gonna fist fight about a, it. <laughs> a little, a little bit of uh, inside baseball or behind the scenes, uh, whilst eating some delicious, authentic Szechuan cuisine mm-hmm. from Han Dynasty. God, it was good. Before recording, I was asking Jeff about having some stipulations for his episode in case we want to get something higher, because I was worried about Jeff putting judgment like way bottom of the list, which. I mean, maybe most people wouldn't do. I've seen plenty of articles like in the defense of Hellraiser Judgment. It doesn't need. To, I don't think it needs defense, though. Yeah. I think if you don't like it, you're just hating because all the other sequels are, are not your cup of tea. Um, all right, for Hellraiser, give me some of your favorite quotes. I gave you my favorite from 10. From 10? Yeah. I... Oh, from Judgment. No, I mean from this one. This, oh, this from, has, Hell, from Hellraiser, like yeah. the movie. I thought you meant just all of the all of them together. I was gonna say, God, I don't know. Uh, quote wise in this one, I don't even remember. We will tear your soul apart. <laughs> no tears, please. It's a good waste of suffering. Done. See that? Yeah, one. <laughs> we have such sights to show you. That's a good. That's like my favorite one. I think. Mine's the no tears. I remember showing it's this. It's a good waste of suffering. Showing this to our buddy Shade and him just being like, "So when's Pinhead oh, coming? so I forgot when's Pinhead coming?" I was like, eh, "Like the last ten minutes of the movie." So you showed him the first one. Correct. That's the only one he's ever seen so far. But then, how do you know about Pinhead? Just from just from things media and stuff. I'll tell you what. I don't want to use the word proud because that's such a weird word to use in this situation. He is unknowing. Like he. Didn't realize it until we talked about it. He's a big Clive Barker fan just by seeing movies. Because he was like, yeah, I really like Hellraiser. Like, um, After I showed it to him, he's like, I'd really like to see the second one. I was like, yeah, there's more Pinhead, so you would enjoy it. But it's also a good movie. Um, he really likes Midnight Meat Train. He liked the Hulu Books of Blood thing. And I'm like, dude, that's all Clive Barker. So like, you like Clive Barker. And it's like... Does he read? Nah, not really. I mean, he might. I feel like everybody should read because they're short stories. He might, you know, you gotta read them. Yeah, I mean, I'll never. Is, didn't they do a um, graphic novel version of Books of Blood? I don't know. If they did, I'll check. I'll look on Amazon. Um, I'm actually about to buy a book. I'm, they're selling that Rudy Ray Moore book for thirty, and I think I might pick it up. The problem is, um, my bookshelf, my literal, like my actual bookshelf, is full. So, I'm, yeah. eh, books are big. Big hardback books. It's a nice item to have. Yeah. But I'll check Amazon and see if there's a, uh, or wherever. That could be made up because I feel like if there was, I would have read that by now. Just Yeah. I bet you he fun. did. He had to have done some comic. Did they do Rawhead Rex as a comic book at one point? Not that I know of. I like Rawhead Rex. Wish they would do it more faithful with like the actual penis monster and stuff. But that movie's is satanic and I like it. So whatever. So Hellraiser, that is that's a good list. That's uh, yeah, good for that's 10. the way I would have wanted it to go. Yeah, I um, I had I had ten at four, but I'm glad it went to three because honestly, I I, I had it at seven. Yeah. This was like I was lowballing it because I figured I couldn't get it any higher no. without getting a bunch of shit. No, but it is funny that like at least three or four of these sequels are all like police. Oh, yeah. Um, like procedurals. Yeah. It's weird. Like, <laughs> yeah. Why were they going in that direction with Hellraiser? I don't know. Uh, nine. They hate cops? I don't know. Well, nine's such a piece of shit. Oh. 
Alright, you mind uh, reciting off the list for us, producer? Reciting list. Alright, at number 10. How Reservations. You drunk? Say that again. Revelation. Slur no Hellraiser Revelations. Number nine. Hellworld. Number. Full name is please. Hellraiser. Hellworld. Also, the part and the year they were released, please. And if they were to video. At number eight, 2005. Hellraiser. Debtor. Mm, debtor. I want. I almost feel like that should be ten, just because of the stupid title. At number seven, Hellraiser five, Inferno. At number six, Hellraiser six, Hellseeker, two thousand two. Number five, Hellraiser Bloodline. At number four, Hellraiser three, Hell on Earth. Wait, I messed that up. No, you didn't. Oh, at number three, Hellraiser Judgment. Mm-hmm. At number two, Hellbound. Thank you. Hellraiser <laughs> 2, 1988. And at number one, OG. Hellraiser. That's correct. 1987. What a good all list right. then. Well, um, glad I watched them all finally. Yeah, yeah. I, I got a lot of enjoyment out of that. Yeah. I don't know when I would have otherwise. I don't think now, I'm... you know what I got to start doing because it's, I, I need to start chipping away at the Godzilla franchise. Same. So we can do this with Calico. I got a lot to watch Blu-ray-wise, I told you. I got to start chipping away at Godzilla. And then I'm not even going to attempt to do both at the same time. I'll wait till after and uh, Kung Fu, too. Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're biggins. They're big, 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 big. I'm ghosts. thinking what I'm going to do. Whether it's right or wrong, like when we do Godzilla, I'm going to stick with the the era that I know and love, which is 80s, 90s, early 2000s, and I'll just keep my list all within... I, I can't watch from, from... When's the first one? 1954? Yeah, I don't know. That box set's the first 15. <laughs> yeah. So like you have, fif- you have 15 and I have 17 in my own house. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. There's no way. It's a lot. It's a lot. Um... And I've seen a, a good amount, but it's just too much. No. Um, you're going to have a meltdown. <laughs> it's giving me anxiety. Uh, and then Kung Fu is going to be ridiculous. Yeah. Like, I don't know if we should just do that by errors. I don't that, that can go a lot of different ways. Um, all right. So it sounds like we, you know, talked about doing a Watch Us or Die. Put yeah. that together. We'll do our, um, in honor of Black History Month, our, our, our possible first three-way cage match that'd be cool that's um almost like a uh what are those matches called where they have all the the weapons i don't know not hell in a cell where they're in the cage and they have a bunch of weapons i don't think that's a thing is bray wyatt used to do them i don't know (laughs) also why is wrestling suck so bad it's so bad right now (laughs) so bad um i just read about the world yeah it was not i watched it i don't know why i just was like curious. It, it grossed me out yeah. just even reading about it. The Seth Rollins Roman Reigns match was good, but the Royal Rumble itself sucked. And why is Ronda Rousey back? I don't know. She was breastfeeding backstage. Really? Yeah. Interesting. She posted pictures of it. Oh. Breastfeeding backstage. I mean, that's what moms do. Yeah, but don't <laughs> be on the Royal Rumble <laughs> breastfeeding. Um, Angry man. It's such trash. How, how's AEW doing? It's okay. They just got too much going on. 
Yeah. Too many, too much talent, not enough TV time. Danhausen just showed up. That's cool. Mm. So no okay. brace on him. No, no, he's actually doing a movie. Yeah, they said he was gonna do something soon. He was gonna be somewhere. I don't know. Whatever. Uh, yeah, anything? Anything else you want to talk about? No, just these couple episodes will be will be good. All right, man. Good stuff. Good stuff. The Hellraiser list, a little surprising. Happily, happily. Um, if I didn't already say, it, we'll get it up on on Letterbox as a reference. Oh, I gotta yeah, I gotta check in the last two. Um, cool, man. So we got a little bit uh going on. Hopefully, this weather cooperates and we don't get crapped on, and I can get here and we might have to do a phone call episode. We'll see what happens. Yeah, weather be fine. Yeah, ice. I heard there's a lot of ice coming. It's just tomorrow. We're not recording tomorrow. I know, but it's just like 20. Nah, it'll be fine. Yeah, whatever. No, it's going to be warm next week. Oh, is it? Mm-hmm. Okay, so it's going to be like 20 this weekend. So, um, Yeah, uh, check us out on Letterboxd. We post our individual reviews, but then after every episode, uh, don't go and spoil it for yourself. Listen to the episode first. Mm-hmm. But we post the completed list of uh, whatever war games we're doing on Letterboxd afterwards. Oh. In case you needed a reference. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because when you're having that water cooler talk at work, I'm like, oh, killer pot. <laughs> Fuckers put judgment at number three. And Here, I'll show you on Letterboxd. Prove it. That's right. And then yeah. the, the office wild man is going to be like, damn right! <laughs> and break the water cooler over someone's head. <laughs> All right, man. Well, I'm stoked. We got stuff coming up. And um, I'm excited for possibly what might be the first three-way cage match. Yes. So until yes. next time, I'm Jeff. He's Vinny. Love, peace, and chicken grease. We are out of here. We are out. Sometimes I don't feel right, nerves round up, too damn tight.